fellow adults in the room, welcome to the Introversion Podcast. little twist there for those of you who are familiar with FMAO, for mature audiences only, the show that Tommy and I experimented with earlier this year. We did several episodes. Um, we did it for several months. And we kind of came to a point where we were like, we aborted it. We aborted yeah. our baby. You know what it is? All the talk of abortion that we did on that show, it kind of seeped it's into death our, fetus now. our psyches. And we were like, you know what? I, I think this abortion thing is not all bad. I think we should. Ab- <laughs> we're we should ab- choice. We should abort when this podcast. Content we should abort this podcast, baby, that we created. So that's exactly kind of what we didn't we even did. get to. The, I think we probably got to the middle of the second trimester and then they're like, fuck this. It's not worth it. <laughs> yeah. Luckily, there's no Roe v. Wade when it comes to aborting podcasts. So <laughs> we can abort anytime we want. We gave birth to it. We can still abort it, you know? Yeah. So, so yeah, today, um, you know, we, we never really did a farewell episode on our FMAO yeah. platform over there. That's kind of what this is going to be, but we're doing it over here on the Introversion platform. And, of course, for people who have been listening to the Introversion podcast... For some time now, since we started, since I started this whole thing up in 2020, um, you'd probably be familiar with Mr. Tommy Danger over there uh, from all the many times he's been on this show. So whether you've seen FMA or not, you might be familiar with Tommy Danger here, or maybe you're only a listener of Tommy Danger Experiment and you're new to the Introversion Podcast. Either way, I welcome you to the show here and um, and. Uh, well, I welcome Tommy here back to the Introversion Podcast. So it, there's a whole whole lot of weird dynamics floating around in our heads. Weird crossovers because going on. It's like it feels like we're set up for how yeah. we recorded with FMAO all this year. Yeah. And this is kind of really the first video episode yeah. I'm doing on Introversion. Yeah. Which I kind yeah. of wanted to start doing, and I'm yeah. going to actually be posting this after the Sagar Bot interview I just did a few weeks ago. And that was supposed to be the first video interview, and I totally botched that because Tommy's usually the one who presses record on the Zoom, and mm-hmm. I forgot to press mm-hmm. record on the Zoom with Sagar, so mm-hmm. that's going to be an audio-only episode. So mm-hmm. all of that being said, here we are, Tommy. Once again, I get to pop your cherry on. <laughs> yeah. You're... We we pop each other's cherry so much. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, you were there uh, encouraging me with the stand-up comedy when I did that. Pop that cherry. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. So many. You introduced me to MGTOW. Kind of, sort of yeah. pop that cherry in a way. Yeah, yeah. Um, you introduced me to the devil. Yeah. Got you to leave your faith. <laughs> to the Antichrist. Become an apostate like me. <laughs> Dude, we're such bad influences on each other, yeah. but somehow it, it works out yeah. nicely, I think. Yeah, yeah. We should, uh, uh, Jay, how are you identifying us? Are we doing that? <laughs> sure, for FMAO old time's sake. Today, yeah. I, today I am identifying very aptly so for us. Uh, I am identifying as brosexual. Brosexual. There you go. You and me, nice. bro. Nice. Nice. I could get a I, I could get I, a bromer right just watching you right now. A, br- a broner. A broner. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Keep that broner in your uh, pants, bro. I know, right? This is a yeah. sapiosexual vibe we're doing here. Yeah, sapio. Yeah. Eyes up here. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, I am identifying as 
uh, Elon's private jet. <laughs> it's that's a little that's a little shenanigan, a little a fun little twist and turns going like both uh, aviationally and also storyline wise. So interesting. I don't I don't that's, think that's the term aviation has ever been used as an adverb until just now. So yeah, way, there you go. Way to break so, ground there. Yeah, I got a I got seven twenty on my SAT verbal. So so there you have it. No, actually, I got I got six hundred SAT verbal. Math was seventeen, seven seven. Yeah, I got seven six. There's no way. There's no way in hell the an Asian an East Asian can get a higher verbal than math. Yeah right. Yeah right. Exactly. Yeah, I got seven sixty. I think on the math, my verbal we will not speak of, mostly because <laughs> I'm just so slow. I didn't finish taking the test because it was like time ran out, and I was like, I was only like yeah. halfway through the test. I'm like, you know, nowadays you I'm sure they comedy. You are methodical. That. That's what you are. You're methodical. Yeah, you know, I'm a very thorough person, which is kind of why it works for long form podcasting. Although it depends on what you call working, because I'm do. I've been. Do, we might get into that a little bit later, but I've been doing a lot of soul searching about this whole introversion podcast and where I want to take it in 2023. And I'm, um, mm-hmm. I. I but we're going to get into that a little bit too about FMAO and the format and what we mm-hmm. kind of how we structured it and what we did. But I'm I'm just mm-hmm. kind of wondering about the long form rambling like solo episodes. At least when I'm interviewing with somebody, it's just fun to just like talk back and forth yeah. and there's like a flow yeah. to it. But yeah. sometimes I realize like as I was listening back to some of my solo episodes recently, I'm just like I'm just rambling and even if I have bullet points, I don't know, it's just kind of different. It's just different. And I'm starting to question how much of that I really want to do anymore. I don't know. I'm, I'm with, there with you because of my own, you know, Tommy Danger experiment, the weekly reflections. Um, like I, a couple of reasons why I do it and I don't really, I kind of joke around about it, but I call it weekly reflections slash self-therapy slash it's, it's a little bit of improv. It's a little bit of storytelling. It's a little bit of joke writing. It's a little bit of just entertainment and just using just an excuse to use my audio equipment tool, tool tools and toys and to for me to have a, a just jerk off to my own voice. I mean, it's it's all of the above, but but I totally feel you on that because as I'm I'm so transparent with my own emotions and as sometimes I'm doing it, I'm just dragging my feet through it, just trying to get like a decent 25 minutes on on air on tape. But uh, but yeah, it's it's a completely different animal if you have someone and just to i think i think i think you and i are kind of different sides of that coin right correct me if i'm wrong but Hmm. for you i think you're always trying to like uh you're trying to get up to that 25 minute mark or 30 minute mark and for me i'm trying to like limit myself from an hour (laughs) you know what i mean like i'm trying to crunch it down to 30 minutes you're just trying to get to 30 minutes isn't that yeah i rarely have notes i go in like i have just a notion uh, just like a mist of like what I want to talk about. I want to talk about my grandma today. You know, that that's it. That's the only is mentally that's all I have. But you you're going there with bullet points and everything. Well, sometimes I think I just have a lot on my mind. Mm-hmm. And and I think especially this last couple of years because I'm so isolated. Mm-hmm. Like the if you're not out socializing and talking with people all the time, it just kind of bottles up in your head. Yeah. And as an introvert, I'm like, "Oh, now the mic's on." 
oh, I can talk now and get it all out or, or to whoever I'm <laughs> hanging out with. It's just spewing, you know, so it's a little bit of that effect. But you're you've still managed a social life the last couple of years. So you're still out mm-hmm. and about mm-hmm. going out, drinking, mm-hmm. partying, all that. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's probably oh, I, I kick myself. I kick myself even harder. I was like, I should have partied more during the during the pandemic. I should have. I should have started in a, a, a an illegal illegal speakeasy bar and restaurant during when everything was closed. You know, I just I just I just like to have, you know, get-togethers, parties, meetups. Well, it's it's not entirely up to you though. You could plan the stuff, but if everybody else is freaked out, then nobody would come to your thing. Yeah. So that yeah. was kind of yeah. the problem. Even if you had the mentality yeah, of like Andrew Tate and just partying in Sweden or whatever. Like even if you yeah. tried to replicate that here in yeah. New York, it still might not work. Cause you're surrounded by a bunch of people who are like, yeah, I don't know, you know, ter- totally terrified of the, the disease that only has a 99.5% survival rate. So yeah, that's the, that's the next step for me. And maybe we can get into that later, but travel and networking is, is, a, is another thing. Sure, sure, sure. So, so let's get into FMAO a little bit, because this is kind of a little bit of our debriefing, a little bit of our exit interview kind of style. Mm-hmm. So I have a lot of thoughts. You probably have some thoughts in mind. Like one of the mm-hmm. things that I kind of wanted to bring, start out with is like, mm-hmm. it was an experiment, you know, on top of your Tommy Danger experiment, this was another experiment. We, life, we, life is an experiment. Yeah, life. Experiment. Well, dude, that's yeah. one of my quotes that I, I made a graphic mm-hmm. of a few years ago. It's like, life is yeah. an experiment. Test your yeah. hypotheses. Yeah. You know, that's like a f- philosophy for me to go through life. Like, so mm-hmm. I just feel like, you know, when people tell you something like, like, COVID, oh, I shouldn't say it, the disease, mm-hmm. the Wuhan flu. Um, when people experienced it, I was curious to interview them about it in 2020, 2021. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I just wanted to know what it was like because all I hear is the fear mongering and whatever. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I experienced it myself that I was finally able to say like, okay, this is bullshit. You know, yeah. it's like, cause I didn't want to be that guy who talked shit about it and then I got it and then I died or something shit like that. Right. <laughs> so I didn't want to be that guy. Um, but just like the flip side of it is the comedian chick who was joking around about, mm-hmm. you know, like, oh, I got jabbed. I got jabbed. I'm fine. I'm great. And then she mm-hmm. fell flat on her face on the stage. You saw mm-hmm. that one, right? You remember that? Mm-hmm. I don't mean to brag. I don't care. But I want you to know, double-vaxxed, booster, flu shot, and I'm going to be honest, I have the shingle shot, too. A few moments later. So nice. So nice. That was just last year or in 2021, I think, or earlier mm-hmm. this year. So I didn't want to be that person. But, mm-hmm. you know, the point is, like, I like to experiencing thing, I like to experience things for myself. Mm-hmm. At the same time, when it comes to making mistakes, I'd rather learn from other people's mistakes than my own. You know what I mean? It's like, why bother? Yeah. If you can learn through yeah. other people's wisdom and mistakes, why bother making a mistake yourself, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. But in all the other gray area, like, I just feel like, I mean, look at dating, for example. Dating is nothing but experimenting. Mm -hmm. It's like, how is it going to feel with this particular person? Are we going to be compatible? Is it going to be fun? Do we share values? Like, and most people, I find this interesting as of late that like, 
most people you date, in fact, for me at least, and mostly for you, most every person you're ever going to date in your life, you're not going to marry them. So at some point there will be a breakup and you're going to move on with your life. So really all it is is a short-term thing, whether short-term is a week or one night or one year. You know, So these are all forms of experiments. So I kind of wanted to just bring that up, like this idea of experimentation like you and I know we can talk with each other. We've podcasted for many hours together on your show, on mine. So like we already kind of knew, like we know each other well and we can talk, we could do it something together. But this with FMAO is kind of like taking it to a whole nother level and giving it a structure and a brand and all this stuff. So we kind of wanted to test it out and see like what would work, what wouldn't work and this kind of thing. And so anyway, any thoughts on that? Like just the idea of the experimentation. I mean, you're the name of your podcast is the yeah. ex- experiment. So. Uh, there's, I think that we, I love that we did it and I love that we, it came to a close and, and I love that we both came away with it on, on a positive note. Um, and, and, but if there were any regrets, I just wish that we experimented even harder. <laughs> like, you had one idea of just doing a, a weird skit of, if I can share, if I may share, of just saying the the phrase, the name Mar-a-Lago in different, as many different ways as possible, and I immediately loved it. It's like it's like a it's like an unaired, unproduced SNL sketch, you know, that we didn't do, you know, just for like three minutes, five minutes, one minute, whatever it is. And I love silly things like that, you know, and. I, I wish, and we we also took uh, FML to the streets here in Times Square. Yeah, and I love that we did that, and I just completely blown away at how hard it is, and and I then I realized that a lot of the content out there that has people interviewing the streets, especially YouTubers, is probably fake. It's probably scripted. It's probably people that is some kind of agreement that to be on the street. You know, definitely the one. I just kind of like to get it off my chest. The one that shows the the guy approaches the person on the street is like, hey, how much rent do you pay here in New York? And then that, that guy tours the person's apartment. That's completely scripted. That's a reality TV show. But uh, but yeah, it's uh, going on the streets and trying to interview people. Just even when we were, we're, I was thinking about, we were thinking about like, what, do you, what are your thoughts on Biden? What are your thoughts on Trump? Then we had to scale it back down to like, how do you like New York? <laughs> Which has really little to do with what we're trying to do on FMAO, but still, I love that we tried and, and experimented. And yeah, for me, those are like the most valuable memories I have. And and uh, yeah, I'm glad I I'm glad I got it to do with you, buddy. <laughs> yeah, you know, I yeah, bringing up some of the specific things we tried out, like I I think, I mean. I, I assume you real you know this, but like when you start out something you're not familiar with or comfortable with, like you're not necessarily going to nail it like right away. Yeah. So, yeah. like like the, the street walking thing that we did, like mm-hmm. it's like I think we mm-hmm. did a decent job, considering mm-hmm. that was the first time we did it, mm-hmm. and yeah. like, but it takes we only we, we only gave ourselves like a an hour also because mm-hmm. I had to run to lunch with. Sylvia yep. and like, mm-hmm. so 
considering we only had an hour, I think we actually got some usable content. Like that's something, you know. Yeah. But like if we actually I know you were obsessed with the table idea, like you really wanted to set up a table. I don't understand why you were so obsessed with having a table like Crowder. Because that but, brings the people to you. It's a power move. <laughs> a little bit, but it's not a, necessarily. You could still be sitting there with a table and people wouldn't come. And also the thing with NYPD, though, is like they'll shut you down. Yeah, the licensing thing. Yeah, right. so in Philly, you could probably yeah. get away with it more. Yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, like we had that one group of like four, the two guys, two girls. They were fun. Is this for TikTok? It's for YouTube. And, like, if we would have just given it more time and walked around, we probably would have had more fun conversations. And you're right about the New York thing. Like, we wanted to keep it safe in a way just mm-hmm. so we could start some conversations. Yeah. But this is for mature audiences only, though. Like, we should have probably pushed it harder and just gone more in the direction of, like, having some water thrown in our face or something, you know? Like, wouldn't, yeah. wouldn't you say? Like... Because like, it only so, got interesting think, when we brought up Andrew Tate, and then the guys were into yeah, it, the girls I, weren't, and then it was like... Yeah, I think so. I think also, like, we... And now to get to into more serious, more academic thoughts about, and discussion about uh, creative and and branding and, and, and focusing, because we had a general notion, but we also was... We were also kind of, not kind of, we we're actually pretty secured back then to to be formless. Like we're we're not, you know, we've done some off-air research and like there's a YouTuber called the Black Conservative, you know, so or the Black Republican or something to that vein, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, we we're like, okay, that's that's that guy. He's black and he's Republican. He's black. He's a conservative. You know, that's their shtick more power to them but that's not us we're not political we, we'll talk about political ideas we'll pot- talk about politics but we're not you know political people ourselves innately um we're not um like and for me i was here and there a little bit more than you perhaps i was kind of squeamish squirming around the idea of like yeah it's like is it anti-woke i feel like anti-woke is probably the best way but still that's a lane too so that kind of kind of describes 80 percent of the vibe you know give or take but there's that 20 percent where it could be taking a different direction take it to a different dimension so so yeah it is it was uh an interesting exercise interesting project for me to see like the the importance of of either way whether you're trying to be formless or be very formed be very formal and if we had that like okay we're completely pro andrew tate and that's all we did that day we just went around asking people about what are your thoughts on andrew tate do you like andrew tate is andrew tate a misogynist then then that would have been really interesting too in its own right but uh but yeah it was it was it was interesting to see that group and the the british guy who's like completely enthralled by new york mm-hmm. and i still i still think of him how he said like people quote unquote he said people here are just kentucky fried yeah i was just like oh that's kentucky fried crazy right you walk the streets of, of new york and you see a lot of crazy people around there's some seriously kentucky fried people out here <laughs> they are cooked but uh, it's part of the charm i think <laughs> 
Yeah, 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 yeah. He, he loved it so much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, like, I think, um, it, yeah, with regard to the branding and, like, our voice and our content and the tonality, it's, like, I think we did a pretty good job of, like, us each just being ourselves. You know, like, mm. I, I feel like compared with the introversion podcast here, what I kind of liked and what takeaway from me what personally was I got to get out of my shell a little bit. Like I got to be a little bit more vocal, a little bit more brash, a little bit more incendiary. Some people would say I'm already that way here on introversion, but I, I took it to another level with FMAO. Like Incendiary, you know, that's good. Yeah, and, and I liked that. And I, and I think it also translated into me like when I did the stand-up, the open mic is uh, when my mom saw the footage of me doing it, she was like surprised that I felt like as comfortable at doing mm -hmm. it. I wasn't like nervous with stage fright. And, or, and I think it's because like FMAO helped bring me out of my shell where I'm like, I just don't really give mm -hmm. a fuck anymore. You know, mm -hmm. granted that's how I've been heading in that direction overall. But FMAO was like a very regular, it's like going to church. Like we used to go to church every Sunday and it would kind of in the opposite direction it would make me more sheepish, more humble, more meek, because blessed are the meek, they, they shall inherit the yeah. earth. You know, so it's like it took me a regular reminder of me going in the wrong direction. But FMAO was a little bit more like, dude, be more confident, be more ballsy, just speak your mind. Like, and that was a good influence on me, you know what I'm saying, yeah. to like push myself more in that direction. So that's, I, I feel good that we were able to be ourselves. Maybe for you, that's just your normal self, because I know you're kind of a little more brash and outspoken than mm -hmm. I am in general. Um, but for me, I think that was good that we were both able to be ourselves. Um, but yeah, I think it's, it's tough, like what you're describing, though, about like even Andrew Tate, like it was trending. We did an episode on it and it did really well, right? And and then he got canceled and we did another episode on Andrew Tate. And it was like, and that did okay. And, but the, the I mean, our show, literally we say, we, we talk about societal trends. So whatever's trending, we're going to talk about that. And it's kind of like a little bit of the, the blessing and the curse of it. It's a double-edged sword because... Mm. Honestly, between you and me, I liked our Andrew Tate episode, but I feel like my favorite content that we put out there was some of our earlier stuff, hmm. like where we talked about can men and women be friends? When we talked yep. about what, what, makes, what makes a person interesting, yep. those were kind of my favorite episodes. They weren't me trending, too. they weren't hot, they weren't like hmm. viral, but I hmm. loved the the points we were making and the nuance and the back yeah. and forth. And I was like, that this is yeah. really interesting stuff that I don't see a lot of other people commenting on. Like if we go around Times Square and ask people, hey, what do you think about Andrew Tate? What do you think about Andrew Tate? That's fine. But there's already a shit ton of other channels doing that. Yeah. You know? And they do it because it works. And it was kind of working for us. You know? But but that is that is kind of, that's such a good observation and I didn't, see it that way and I now I can triangulate um both in what you're saying and also our own podcasts and FMAO the best experiences that we both had individually is uh 
is the is the evergreen timeless topics that we had in terms of you know what makes a person interesting and we talked about what it means to have a soul what what it what what it men and male and female men and women dynamics and you know what makes you know alpha female we didn't get to alpha male but that was sprinkled throughout our our short run um and yeah it's uh and some just some anecdotes that we share to each other and some insights that we share to each other and it's kind of like we took a summer we we kind of audited a summer college course <laughs> on like societal trends and also for me it's like yeah, I follow things, but I follow things I like. But it's also it was great, like, like in our in our pre production meetings, like it was great to kind of like learn together about what's going on, and how. And also, here's the here's the catch: like societal trends. It's so much. It's so taxing, mentally and emotionally, to keep up with everything, like, especially from our perspective, from our red pilled. Um, maybe even black pill perspective where like we're trying to be uh, insightful and sharp incendiary as you said but it's just so hard to disagree with every damn thing that's going on like n- like maybe 90% of things that's going on in the world it's like god you know we have to roll our eyes and talk about it and whatever it is. oh you mean like to be a yeah. contrarian constantly you mean yeah to be a contrarian you know for every one matt walsh out there there's like a hundred idiots running blue hair green hair and just ruining everything you know and so it's like it, for me and my energy is so like transparent as i said so it's just for me it's one thing if I make a snarky joke about something on Twitter. It's another thing to like to be week in and week about talking about things like I don't like Planned Parenthood. You nincompoops. You know, it's it's like it's not fun. Yeah. It's not fun as yeah. as much as it is important. But it's like to me, there's no like extra additional marginal utility as it as economists say. So, but it is still like definitely educational for me to like stay on top of it and once again just a lot of respect for a lot of pros out there that for the tim pools out there even though i say that his stuff is kind of bland but him and his team and everyone in that line of work they're doing it every freaking day multiple times a day so you got to be so methodical about it yeah yeah and just kind of springboard off of that like both you and i being in the creative space whatever we're willing to do, we got to do it every day. You know, like if we really loved FMAO and that's kind of like the takeaway for me and the, the kind of like the takeaway for everyone listening is like, if you love doing something, you better be willing to do it. Not just every day, but every like twice a day. Like, yeah. could we have done FMAO twice a day, you know, like every day, you know, like just like recording nonstop all the time, because I was listening to one of the sports podcasts. I listened to there are these, uh, baseball guys it's off season they're still doing twice a week on top of and then i found out they're that's their major league it's it's uh it's the uh john boy media talking baseball then i then i realized duh these are yankee guys you know they also have a separate yankees talking yankees podcast so they're literally just like engulfed in of course they're now worth millions of dollars but still they literally talk baseball hours and hours on end, researching, like following the news, so on, yeah. talking to other people, going on other, guesting on other shows. Like that's all they do. And it's just like, 
Um, yeah, they're professionals. They're yeah. they're at the top of their game. You know, that's right. so. If if I want to be, if someone like you and I want to be in some kind of space where we uh, content creation, then yeah, we better be doing it. We better be loving it, bringing the energy, bringing the sh- the, the the intellect and the creativity. But all, we also be ready to be building, be willing to put in just a bunch of time, bunch of commitment into it. And I realized quickly that I was not into that. I was I was kind of like falling short of the mark, as they say. <laughs> yeah, all of that. You know, I think you know. I think we both started to kind of feel that, and I think I I think you were probably showing a little bit more of the signs of the. The wear and yeah. tear of it, like you're yeah. like kind of dragging your feet a little bit about it toward the end, yeah. and I was like, yep. kind of still pushing through, but I yeah. I think I felt that you were kind of like hey, you're not really into this yeah. either. And then I started thinking about it: yeah. is it sustainable for the long haul? Like what you're talking about now. Yeah. And here's the thing: since we ended it, here here's one of the things I want to say when it comes to like prep for our episodes. Yeah. In that time in my life, which was kind of been most of the last couple of years. I would watch Matt Walsh regularly. I would Matt uh-huh. watch Dave Rubin regularly and uh-huh. Crowder. So I was already kind of prepared for what uh-huh. we're going to talk about. But you uh-huh. you don't really watch these shows regularly like how I do. So when we would have our briefing Wednesday, it's kind of new to you. And that only gives you like a day to kind of get ready till we record Friday. And that just wasn't ever going to be enough so let me ask you this now that we've done with that are you still regularly listening to all those guys yeah so this is what i wanted to say is like yeah ever since we ended fmao and this has to do with me i've been starting this black pill series on introversion as of late Mm -hmm. and i might continue it i've done two parts so far but i'm just feeling like checked out i think it was the the midterm elections that did me in the midterm Mm -hmm. elections everybody was talking about this red wave and it didn't happen. And I'm just like, why the fuck was I listening to all this chatter for weeks on end about the red wave? And mm-hmm. ooh. and by the time, it, and I kind of knew it wasn't going to happen. I knew it was going to be kind of all fluff. And that sure enough, it, nothing happened. And I'm like, it just felt like this is all just spinning wheels. It's all just passing time, it's filling the air with blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I'm yeah. just like, I checked out. And then I and then I heard that Trump is announcing for president, and I'm like, "Fuck this!" That was just more, yeah, and like, you know, fuel on the fire for me of just like, mm-hmm. I'm done, I'm done. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not. I have nothing to do with 2024. I'm not going to get into a single political argument with anybody about Trump or any of this anymore. I mean, you go back, look at my track record. I wasn't getting into arguments with people defending Trump. Mm-hmm. All along. I was never going to die in the hill of Trump. That's how I said it. Mm-hmm. So nothing is really different there. It's just I got so sick of people with their Trump derangement syndrome listening to them, just that their lives revolve around that. That's where I'm like, I don't want to hear about it anymore. I don't want to have any. So this is where I've been kind of black pill lately. So I don't watch Matt Walsh anymore. I don't watch Crowder mm-hmm. anymore. I don't watch Ruben anymore. Ever since the midterms? Yeah, it was kind of like I took the foot off the pedal when we ended FMAO. And then the midterms happened. And then I completely took my foot off the pedal. Mm. And now 
Uh, honestly, like I've been into AI a lot the last couple of weeks, mm-hmm. like just researching AI and as a creative person, like all of the visual tools and the text to speech mm-hmm. engines and software and stuff. And that's what I'm getting more excited about is using AI to create mm-hmm. cool artistic visual media content and not to skip ahead a little bit, but like, this is where I see myself going in 2023 is I might still touch on political issues and societal issues and whatever, but I'm going to do it from like making cartoons about it, from making like kinetic type or like mashups or with music or auto tuning. But the point is like, I want to focus more on creativity and with edible shorts, with introversion, whatever it is like, it's more of an inward focus and less of a, it's about us keeping up with the societal trends out there and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I, I, that's why I think I may have listened to not even a handful of Tim Pool episodes. And I keep going to Tim Pool because he's like the, the most prolific journalist out of that whole group of just non-mainstream YouTube people. Um, and, you know, he, he's, he's just on top of everything. He's a little activisty too, which is always interesting. Yeah, he used um, to be more that way. I think with the yeah Occupy now Wall he's Street just like, and all that. Yeah, now he's just like re- just reporting things. But still, it's it's like yeah, I'm not. I wasn't always into just like I was like I would keep on top of what's going on in the world, but I was never like just studying this. You know, like right. that's not that's not me. You know, I kind of. Need my own space to think and just to like dabble and to tinker and yeah, I, like that's that's the thing that I and kind of like let, let's kind of maybe we can now segue into this discussion of games, systems, institutions of like blue versus red and midterms. I, I too was honestly kind of not kind of somewhat disappointed maybe even strongly disappointed with the results and maybe I was swindled. Maybe I was, I allowed myself to be, to be feeling like, Oh yeah, the red waves coming and you know, like we're going to have freedom again and we don't have to worry about another lockdown again. Who knows about the, I was following, I I found, I just kind of like found myself following the election results and like, and maybe we'll take both the house and Senate and maybe, you know, the States will, some more swing States will turn, as far as our governorship goes, it'll be more red and so far. Nope, 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 nope. It's very weak, very weak. Yeah. It wasn't even a pink wave. Um, so it's like, uh, yeah, it's like, what am I doing? You know, I, I was a little embarrassed for myself. What am I doing? Yeah. You know, you know, just, just kind of. And we didn't even get that in hardcore into it, but at the little that yeah. we did get into it, we're already feeling mm-hmm. like, what the fuck? Like, what, what are we doing? Yeah. And, and, and then and then I took a I took a step away for like so what if it's a red wave how does that how am I you know like that's not me you know that's like it's 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 a battle of uh, constant attrition can you even say it's a battle you know where it's just like just bloated authorities and people fighting each other in debates and emotions and this issue, that issue, on and on and on, that gets whatever side you're on, it gets you emotionally riled up. That's what it's meant to be. But there's a certain pointlessness to it. Absolutely, absolutely. 
I, someone, like someone asked me if I vote, and I and I I said I don't vote. And I gave my usual spiel, but inside I want to say, and maybe from now on I'll say this, because I'm not sure. There's no way to verify that my vote counts. There is no way. No. If there was such a thing, me being a numbers guy, uh, there was such a way there's like a voter ID number, kind of like a social security number. And you can see that you're voted, like millions and millions of, you know, if I voted here in New York State, New York City, and I voted for like the midterms here, then you can actually see that, look, there's my number in a pool of 100,000 people. Yeah. And it actually counted, you know? Then like, okay, that's one way. At least like that's what- Yeah, but there's no way, way for you to be able to see that. Like, yeah. even if they came up with a way, you'd still have to trust yeah. that the visual representation, the digital representation, they're yeah, showing exactly. you. You'd still yeah, have to exactly. trust that that's real. How, that's, that's like, that's just like going to church. That's just like believing God. That's just, just a religion, you know, like just like yeah. praying for something. That's how is see, that, how I, are those two things not see, the same? I think this know? is the path to my black pill lately that I'm talking mm -hmm. about. It's like, yes. How can I believe? I don't believe in this God anymore and Jesus and all this stuff anymore. I was lied to about all that. And then this whole like get married thing. It, mm -hmm. That's God's plan and it'll just work. Yeah. Like I don't believe in that anymore. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, oh, the red wave. As if the Republicans mm -hmm. are going to make things any better like you're talking about. It's like yeah. they're all fucked up. They're all corrupt politicians. Mm -hmm. I don't give a shit anymore. Mm -hmm. And I'm like all it's like I can't trust the experts. I can't mm. trust anything. And I'm like, that's why I'm black-pilled. It's because I'm like... Yeah. Polit pol government, academia, media, big corporations. I mean, like social yeah. media. It's They're all... I mean, corporations just, are just about the bottom line. Yeah. You know, yeah. profits. That's it. That's why they yeah. exist, is to make profits. Mm -hmm. I don't know why people can't understand that concept of they watch the news, they watch Good Morning America, and they're like, do this. Throw that in your body and, you know, yeah. take this pill. And, mm -hmm. and then as soon as they're done talking, we'll be right back right after this message. And the dun, 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 brought to you by Pfizer. Mm -hmm. And it's like, mm -hmm. why can't people see that? They're the ones mm -hmm. paying the bills. Mm -hmm. It's just pushing narratives. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a shitty place to be in where your job is trying to convince people otherwise. I mean, it's... Like, yeah, that's I, why I'm so black-pilled, because I've gotten tired of trying yeah. to convince people of anything. I don't... I literally won't even try to convince anybody of anything anymore. So Look, let's let's come right here. Let me ask you this. Like, just a 30-second elevator pitch, elevator summary of... Not a pitch, just a summary of what is, what is black pill? Oh, okay. To you. Um, yeah, so... Basically, everybody's blue-pilled by default. Some people get red-pilled, and they kind of see the truth, the world for what it is, uncomfortable, harsh truths. And then you're left with a decision. You're red-pilled, and you're like, oh, I, I got to wake people up. I got to make a change. I got to... Uh... Oh. And then you try that for a while, and then the shit doesn't work. You're not convincing anybody of anything, and you realize you're just out on a hill by yourself, red-pilled, with a couple other people who are still trying to mm -hmm. save the world. And you're like, mm -hmm. you just feel you reach a point where you're like, it just, it's pointless. Just give up. Yeah. And you know, just go your own way, do your own thing. Cause we're all going to die. Anyways. That's, that's like, the, that's, and that's such a beautiful way to explain it where you're just like, you're, you're no longer trying to convince people of 
the truth and the truths. Um, and uh, for me, and I say this phrase, borrow from um, Real Pill blogs and books, uh, amused mastery, amused mastery, where it's just like you, you know everything there needs to know, there needs to be in terms of life and women and relationships and institutions and so on and so forth. But it's not like you're bitter about it. You're not salty about it. But uh, but you you live a life where it's just you're kind of like you're not Batman trying to save Gotham. You're 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 kind of a a calm, quiet, sigma male Joker where you're living your life. You're not causing harm. You're not creating chaos. But you're just kind well, of like amusing yourself. Like the joke. The Joker never caused chaos. <laughs> yeah. maybe maybe that's Kinda not like the right example but a joker, the joker with his own business you know yeah. you know <laughs> the joker causes joker a lot of own, chaos but yeah a it's, joke, joker with his own e-commerce business you know like he's just like living a nice self-reliant life for himself he's not out there to do good or harm he's just living life for himself and well in a way it's more well. like batman and one of the versions of batman where he's just kind of like He's old, he's tired, he's checked out, he hasn't been seen in public for a long time, you know. It's more like that, where he's just exactly disappeared. Uh-huh. Except in uh-huh. Batman, The Dark Knight. Is it The uh-huh. Dark Knight or The Dark Knight Rises? Whichever the one is with Bane. He comes, out of, he comes out of retirement because he feels like there's a need for him to save the day again. Yeah, yeah, he needs to save, yep. Yeah. Whereas for me, but it, I don't think there's any getting me out of retirement anymore. I think the only thing that yeah. could get me out of retirement to the point where I start fighting for what I care about is if I actually met somebody, fell in love, and we had kids. Then I would have some vested stake in this world. I would want to save the world for the sake of my kids. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, and there's like a very small part of me that wants to do that for my nieces and nephews, but you know, they're my nieces and nephews. I don't feel strongly about it. Right. Um, it's really up to my, my sisters and right. their husbands to, to take care of them, I guess. But, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it is, yeah, it's like, I don't also think about this. Like, it's like, I'm, I'm like very eager to see how the pending economic correction, as they say, but it's going to be complete collapse. I feel like it's going to be worse than the prior one. It's going to be the worst. It's going to be the worst economic collapse that we've ever seen in our lifetimes. Oh, wait, are you um, talking about like a super great reset or something? Oh, like the, the Great Depression is coming again, my friend. <laughs> That's how I feel. <laughs> I have nothing to back it up. I have no like numbers and stats and economic. Uh, yeah, see, yeah, I don't have optimism it's for the future. I, I just yeah. feel like things are going to get worse. I, it's just a matter of how bad they're going to get, how fast mm. they're going to get bad, in what ways mm. are they going to be bad. You know, mm. this is how I think, you know, like, mm. and then how am I going to maneuver all of that to mm. be okay? Yeah. You know, how am I like, like there's some part of me work wise and also lifestyle wise. It's like, it's just like, okay, let's, 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 kind of like curb your appetite curb your enthusiasm a little bit too in terms of just like expectations and lifestyle and like travel and all this stuff buying gifts for my nieces and nephews and all that um but uh but yeah it's 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 uh i'm a little afraid honestly of how things are going to turn out but 
But one, the one saving grace is that if we get to a point of like complete or like just unimaginable financial collapses, women will be women again. <laughs> Men will be men. Men will yeah. be forced to be men. Hard times will be there. It'll create hard men, you know? Yeah. And we'll probably go to war with Russia because we need something to do, you know? That's the reason why we went to war in World War II, you know? War is great for economic collapses. Uh, and yeah, maybe I can, you know, if, if it comes down to it, as I'm kind of old, I don't think I could serve in the military, but maybe I could do something as a civilian. We'll see. But uh, but yeah, it's uh, that's that's one like as a, as a complete contrarian and as a little joker myself, it's like okay, women will wear dresses again and they'll have natural, uh, they'll they'll look less like sailors back in the day. They'll look less like pirates. Like I can't, <laughs> I just can't stop thinking how women, young women these days with the piercings and the tattoos and the weird hair, they just look like from. Pirates of the Caribbean, you know, like it's yeah. just, it's just insane, you know. It's it's just so bad. Like I, I guess in it, some of what you're saying, there could be some potential upside in there somewhere yeah. as a return yeah. to some some sense of traditional values. Return to tradition, actual tradition. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. But uh, yeah, to kind of wrap up this black pill. Uh, thought here in, in FMAO, bringing you back to FMAO. It's like, yeah, I've been thinking about what I'm saying on the introversion podcast here in terms of my black pill series, but also coming out of that, but also FMAO. And I'm like, in terms of subject matter, you and I have already spoke, spoken today about how I don't know for either of us, like keeping up with societal trends every week, being hardcore about it, Obviously, I was kind of more naturally there before than you were, just because by default I was watching all these shows and the news and stuff. But like, mm -hmm. even now I'm not there anymore. So now we're both like not there anymore. And as I've been kind of listening back to some of my introversion episodes, like I'm starting to like almost, I hate to say it, but like I'm not as into my own introversion podcast anymore the way I used to. Because when I went back and listened to it, all I do every episode for at least a few minutes is complain about the pandemic and how it's fucked up my life and I can't do anything. That's literally at least 10 to 20% of every episode I did in 2020, in 2021. And even still now I still bring it up. And I'm like, what good is this doing? You know, I understand it's a little bit therapeutic for me to just vent and rant. But, like, recently I went to this special dentist down in Maryland, and really great people there, really cool. We're all on the same wavelength about all of this stuff, like, in the medical, you know, science world and the censorship and all. So we're very much red-pilled all. And I was talking with them, and I told them about my introversion podcast, and they were like, oh, cool. And then they wrote it down, and they're going to go listen to it. And then that's when I started listening to my own podcast with a critical <laughs> with, a, with a critical eye or a critical ear yeah. and i'm like what am i doing like i shouldn't be sharing this with them when <laughs> you felt embarrassed no it's not that i'm not that i'm embarrassed but it's like i'll be talking about migtow and i'm complaining about women like we're just doing modern women are like sailors they're tatted and overweight and blah 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 entitled 
And then the next second I'm saying, oh, God, Fauci, fuck this, blah, blah, blah. They're going to bring it back. They're going to bring masks back, blah, blah, blah. And then I talk about a movie I just saw, and that's an episode. And then it's like, repeat. And then another episode, it's like that. And I'm like, this isn't really shareable. You know, to who, to who is this share? It's one thing if my podcast would, had that singular focus and was just about getting to the truth of things with regard to society and the pandemic and all that. But that's not what this podcast is all about. It's kind of become that, but it's like this Frankenstein morphed, thing of my personal thoughts and being a single guy and living in Philly and blue versus red and Fauci and pandemic. And, and, it, and I'm, I'm really questioning like, what is this? And where am I going with this? Cause I got to figure that out for myself. And honestly, like I am thinking about taking the foot off the pedal of this podcast, mm-hmm. you know, maybe it's just going to be an occasional, maybe I do one interview a month because I enjoy having these conversations the conversation I've had with you today, the conversation I had with Irina last week or the week before, the conversation I had with Sagar Bot that I'm going to post next, they're all fun, great conversations. Each one of them is unique and it has its own flavor. And I'm like, and I enjoy just talking with people one-on-one. So I'm like, it's funny because in 2022, I didn't really interview anybody until now at the end of the year. But maybe that's going to be the podcast moving forward. It's just like, let me have a random conversation with a person who I respect their intellect or humor or whatever insight. And we just roll with it, you know? You know what I'm saying? Because, like, I, I think I got to just break this cycle of, like, stop complaining about how life sucks in, in this black pill way. Because even the last couple of series, like, I'm trying to give an upside of the black pill, which there is an upside to it. There's, there an, there's an upside is. to like, ah, I don't give a fuck anymore because now I'm free to just do whatever, say whatever, whatever. It is. That's what it is. Yeah. But like, and let me beyond that. Let me, uh, go okay, ahead. Go ahead. Finish your thought. Well, I was just going uh, to say, bringing it back to FMAO, how we oh, wrapped and we've kind of discussed the reasons how and why. Yeah. I almost feel like, yeah, you don't want to talk about societal trends that much. Now, I don't want to either. <laughs> and But I'm like. Maybe 20 years down the road from now, maybe our brand, we keep FMAO, like I'll keep the, I'm going to keep the socials and the username all this time. I'm just, I like, I like the branding and what we created. It's just, mm-hmm. it just didn't work out for all the circumstances we just talked about. But I'm like, maybe 20 years from now when we're both like 60 plus or whatever, we're just two cranky old guys complaining about everything. Mm-hmm. And that's all we do yeah. anyways. Yeah. And maybe we revive it then and we just, we don't, because this is the other thing I was sure. going to say, the time that I had to put into it with the editing and the preparation and all that stuff. It's like, I still enjoyed doing FMAO. It's just, yeah. If, yeah, yeah. if time and money wasn't an issue, we would just keep doing it. But yeah. we live in a reality where time and money are not infinite. So yeah. I have to go out and make money somehow. And I yeah. have to, and I only have 24 hours in a day. But yeah. but what I'm saying is maybe 20 years from now, when I'm 65 and we're both 60s and 70s, yeah. where we're financially okay, we have all the time in the world, we got nothing really to mm-hmm. do, we sit mm-hmm. down and we do FMAO and we just bitch and moan about the world and that's I don't know maybe yeah. I was just thinking about yeah. that earlier, but yeah, that'll be awesome and hopefully in the same retirement home. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. 
like ass grabbing some old ladies <laughs> as they walk by. Um, uh, let me take that baton from you and throw this back at you. Uh, reality sucks. Reality just sucks, man. That's what FMAO, that's what we're trying to do. But we were also having a lot of fun with the more, I mean, honestly, the more introspective introversion stuff on there, the more experimental weekly, the more exp experimental reflections that we had there, we shared there. It's kind of like our forte from our own shows. But honestly, like um, overall, just reality blows. I, I'm seeing the value and the draw and just the, the, the beauty of, fictional stuff of like comic books and movies and TV shows. And we could talk about a specific one later. Um, and just like, you know, just that more creative like world. And I think like when you're doing more of the editing and animating and, you know, design stuff and I'm in my day job with accounting and finance, that's all groovy because even though that's reality, but it's still like, you feel productive. You have a skill set that you, we've, you and I both mastered, and we're applying it. it. Feels good, you know. And you know, like there's nothing better than just you know, there's nothing better than just a, a man doing work, you know, a person doing work. That's not reality. That's kind of a little bit of fantasy. We just I I love it when I get sucked into something, and I'm just like, like this week I finished a big piece of work. And I got a little depressed, honestly. It was like I it was, it was a it was a big deliverable that I do on a monthly basis for one of my clients, and it was a little bit tricky. I was dragging my feet, but eventually I got it done. Once I was good it done, I kind of had a little bit of <laughs> postpartum depression. I was just like, "There's nothing else to do right now. I'm I'm bored." Um, but uh, that's not the reality I'm talking about. When when we get sucked into something, whether it's uh, fiction, cinema. Even talking to someone, having someone on a podcast and getting to know them, or you and I, we know each other really well. We're creating our little own little world right now here. Um, we're getting sucked into this hardcore. But re when I say reality sucks, it's like Fauci's and 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 the and 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 the the you know the Elons and and the Joe Rogans. I'm like, guess like flying fuck man just to like constantly talk about it bicker about it you know like and that's that's what it is how can you not bicker about you know reality that's 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 all it is reality is just a palate full of all kinds of appetizers that's sour and bitter and sad i'm just like no nah, no nah. yeah you do need to be in the moment you do need to well, be well putting it into things, a flavor but, dynamic there like do you feel like there's yep. a lack of sweetness in life like it's just all bitter and sour kind of and all, no matter where you look but where's the sweetness is that kind of where you're going with the that? sweetness comes from work the sweetness comes from creation the sweetness comes from like you were talking about getting more doing producing more animation work 100 percent, man because that's that's on you you know that's not on societal trends well know? So, kind of like when I say that, I don't just mean going back to the grind to do more client work to make mm. more money. That's not what I'm talking about. Mm. So I've mentioned about edible shorts a little bit about on this podcast before, but what it, it's always like, it's coming soon. It's coming soon. But mm -hmm. that's where I want to sort of tap into what was working with FMAO, which was the short form stuff, do a bunch of shorts. I mean, literally the brand is called edible shorts. So mm -hmm. it's all about short video format. And yep. I just want to do everything like visual 
pop culture, mashups, politics, like throw it all together. It's just an endless stream of just like cool, funky, like Mm -hmm. edgy stuff Mm -hmm. using my skill set, though, with editing and video and all that stuff. So because it takes it takes that takes like that adds a filter to reality. You know, we us doing FMAO was kind of filterless, like not actual like we're just talking openly, not just that. But we're we're it's just too. We're analyzing too what's happening. Everybody sees what's happening. Talking heads, analyzing, analyzing it, complaining, yeah. griping. But in terms of a creative layer on it, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I was thinking about, I was thinking about myself as like, I should make podcast skits, like, and it's just me interviewing myself. You know, just yeah, me. A lot of TikTokers and YouTubers, two different do that. angles. Yeah. You know, and yeah. just like one minute sketches of like, and just make jokes off of that. So it's a, another layer to it, you mm-hmm. know. It's like me interviewing my other me yeah. of like, so I went on a date one last night. Okay, okay, how'd that date go? You mm-hmm. know, it's just stupid talks, you know, just making up jokes, which I you can tell I'm already giggling about it. I would have so much fun in that. But it's like that relaying our own re- reality and how we see it and then producing work, producing art, producing shorts, video podcast whatever it is that takes the break off a little bit that that applies a little fun filter to reality and to how yeah. we see real. and al- that's art also that's yeah exactly it. also it's coming more from inside us out into the world mm-hmm. as opposed to us mm-hmm. just reacting it, it being more about what's happening out there in the world and we're just kind of like you know mm-hmm. we're making our v- voices all about that mm-hmm. you know but it's almost like playing by the terms of the real world out there as opposed to true creativity yeah. comes from within ourselves. So like mm-hmm. if we're generating that, it becomes mm-hmm. more about our angle or our perspective or our humor or our visuals or whatever, than it is about mm-hmm. the thing out there. And I think it's, it's a key distinction to make. Yeah. Uh, you know, cause that's where yeah. like I, I, I did this system. I did an episode on it earlier this year. I, I did this system called reach peaks and it was literally like an acronym for the 10 letters. And I, I scored myself every day this year in these 10 categories. And, and it, one of the categories is art and one of them is expression. And people were kind of confused. I could see how it's confusing because they're like, why do you have a different category for art and expression? But for me, they are very different things. It's kind of what we're talking about now. It's like expression is just like what you and I are doing right now. We're just expressing ourselves. We're just talking mm-hmm. and communicating one human mm-hmm. being to another. But art. Yeah, there's very little artistic yeah, value like, here. I, it's not creativity <laughs> to me. Some people will look yeah. at what we're doing right now yeah. as creativity. I don't even look at this as art or creativity. Yeah. You know, yeah. maybe when I take it into the edit and I start adding pop culture and edits and videos. Mm, nice. Very nice. Then it's a little bit more on the art side, but like. But even then, it's just us talking. Yeah, it's just kind of like a, a glossy layer on the expression yeah. thing. That's it. Yeah. But I want to, I, I feel like I've been starving when I look at my scores all year for the art category. Like, mm-hmm. I've been underperforming in the art category all mm-hmm. of this year. And that's a serious problem because, like, that's what fuels, like, feeds my soul is to make and art. You know what? As you were just saying that, you know, I wasn't there for your uh, Philadelphia version of the festivus party yeah uh my apologies that i missed it but i remember going to your uh holiday festivus parties before and in on your projector in the background you'd be playing your work yeah and 
I think the first time I saw it, I was just blown away. Like I was just like, I didn't know that this is what you did. Like I, I had to see it and to, to actually realize what I just couldn't even grasp what you were doing. It was just, just on another level. And yeah, that is art, you know? Yeah. That's actual art. That was just, I, I'm thinking about it right now. You know, I'm trying to job my job, my memory of what I saw and uh, what you did. And that was just chef's kiss. That was amazing, you know? But, but so that's art. This is just expression, which is great, great way to separate those two. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing. Like I, when I had the party here last week, mm-hmm. like a few friends came over and like, mm-hmm. like it, it's weird. Cause like it didn't, I'm not going to get all, <laughs> that's a whole side topic, but like, so sure. it's like nobody even looked around and was like, Hey, I like what you did with this. Or I mean, one person did. And he was really curious about my workspace and he's a nerdy guy. He came in here and we geeked out on all this. Sure. That was great. That was almost my favorite mm-hmm. aspect of the night. But everybody else mm-hmm. was just like, like one friend came in and she said she bought some art at a thing. She got drunk the night before and bought some art. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I kind of inserted myself into the equation. And I was like, oh, I guess I need to get you drunk tonight so that you'll buy some of my paintings. And yeah. it wasn't until yeah. I said that, that they were like, mm-hmm. they looked around and they were like, mm-hmm. oh, you you did these paintings yeah. and they're like, Oh wow, these are great. Like, you know, and then they were curious about it, but I'm like, mm-hmm. they didn't even comment on anything before. And now yeah. Yeah. they're like asking me if I could do a commission for them or something. But I'm like, it was just weird to me that yeah. like, there's so many artistic details in my apartment. Like I have all these little figurines mm-hmm. and these little art things hanging up everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Nobody was even asking about anything. That's why it warms my heart to hear you say what you did. Because, like, mm-hmm. you noticed the visuals and things that I did on the projector and on the screens. And I'm like, yeah, I think I think my little journey of decompressing from FMAO and societal trends and the midterms and all that, and just kind of allowing myself to, like, just, just to feel and see what I like. And I was watching, as I, as, as I do, watching one of my rewatching one of my favorite series mad men and then i noticed from one scene just maybe it's just the amount of whiskey i had that night but i noticed uh john ham the actor playing out one scene and i noticed just these micro expressions he he had that i noticed didn't notice before and he just performed a certain scene where one would think that you would do it very austere and and dark and 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 seriously and in a sober way but he just played it with relief and levity and i just thought it was just so hilarious <laughs> just so out of the blue and i mean that's kind of the reason why i took a out of my curiosity led me to take a an acting class during the summer a beginner acting class so it's like okay I think even though I'm kind of sheepish about it, I think I have to look more into this acting, TV, theater, cinema, like whatever it is. And I maybe put some more time and effort to it and see what it's about, you know, um, even though there's a strong part of me is like, eh, I don't know. I don't want to do anything. I just want to sit still and do nothing. But uh, but yeah, it's. I think we both have that and we both, I think we would have driven ourselves and each other crazy if we kept to doing FMAO 
on a week in week out basis um, of just covering like like today it's just like i would brought up like, we got to cover elon's jet you know it's so stupid man See, i don't even know what you're talking about about elon's yeah. jet i don't even know what that is i'm so checked out already i don't even know what you're talking long about. story short it's just a whole thing about someone created uh, a an automated twitter account that follows and tracks elon's private jet in real life okay and this guy started it before elon bought twitter and once Elon bought Twitter, he said he won't suspend accounts like this. And this week he did. He suspended that account. Really? And uh, private jets, once you know the tail number, which is basically a, a jet's license tag, license plate, then you can follow anywhere in the world. Like, it's just public information. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not. It's not so I guess it was a form of doxing then? Yeah, it is a form of doxing. That's why it was you know, removed. Yeah, yeah. But crazy enough, uh, once that account was suspended, that jet went to Jeffrey Epstein's island, Little St. James. So a lot of crazy stuff going on in this world that I'm so glad that we're not covering. <laughs> it's so fun to share with you now and see you giggle about it. Yeah. That's really worth a million dollars to me right now yeah but uh but it's it's just so taxing so grueling to cover the craziness of this world weekend and we've we're literally facing war with russia right now on nuclear superpower so it's who knows man i just hope we all have a nice christmas <laughs> and nice holiday <laughs> yeah <laughs> like I will bring up this because, like, to have a singular focus, which is subjective, mm. like yeah. societal trends, that's say that that was our singular focus. But there's a lot of things within that, right? Yeah. Recently, I was I was watching this guy. Um, I'm subscribed to his channel for a long time on YouTube. Andrew Huang is his name, mm -hmm. and he's a musician, mm. and he does all this music production stuff. He's become a YouTube personality, and over the years, he's got like. 3 million followers now or something. And like, he's great. Like he's creative. He does all of these things with about music. Like he literally have people send me sounds like on Twitter, send me a, a, a sound of you tapping your fingers or with your pet or something. And he gets mm -hmm. this library of sounds and then he'll make a track out of all of these sounds and he'll mix it and tweak it into a song. Like he'll, he'll do shit like that. And it's great. It, it, it's creative. He experiments. He's tried different genres. But he put out a great video recently that I saw, and he talked about kind of how he got here. And it was a certain point several years ago where he was like, you know what? I'm just going to focus on music and, and making this YouTube channel big. And that was it for him. Hmm. And it was a really good thing for me to hear. I know people have been telling me that for a while. I'm too spread all over the place. I have too many. I have confusionity. I have skiller moves. I have introversion. Now I got FM, FMAO. It all for everything. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I have a hard time saying no because I love all these different things. But hearing his message, I've kind of, it's just another reminder of like mm -hmm. this idea of singularity and having a single focus. Like even within music, he could do a lot of different things but it was always music, you know, mm -hmm. and, and, and I have to come to terms with that. And I want to do that as I enter into 2023 
where I'm like, look, every time I'm doing something over on Confusianity, that's taking away time from my main thing. Or anytime I'm doing introversion podcasts, that's taking time away from my main thing. So I need to be really crystal clear about what is my main thing. Because as we get older, like our time's running out, and it's like if you're going to be successful with something, you got to decide what that thing is going to be. And there was a moment like when we started FMAO, we were very ambitious about it. We were talking about doing tours and, you know, have, being like the next ABBA and Preach, the Korean Indian version. And so I don't know about you, but I, I was I mean, you were also saying some of these things, too. So I think there was some level of ambition there. And I was kind of like, OK, cool, cool, cool. And but, you know, toward the end, like we're talking about, I was realizing, like, oh, this isn't going to be that big thing. But yeah. as I'm pivoting, like, I don't know, maybe it'll be edible shorts for me. I really want to give it a go and pour myself into it. And within my first five, 10 videos, because I have some videos queued up and some of them I think could be pretty great. And if, mm-hmm. if, if, there, if I'm starting to gain traction after a couple months, then I'm going to be like, okay, cool. I think I'm going to just shed all the other things and just completely focus on the one thing. And if not, like maybe I'll pivot over to my Jay Caslow brand and I'll just do tutorials mm-hmm. and I'll just teach people Photoshop, After Effects, mm-hmm. how to do cool stuff with your iPhone and, and Apple stuff. You know, I was thinking about doing them in parallel. I might do some form of parallel, but, but you agree. Like, so first I want to ask if you agree with me on that idea that like, cause otherwise if you have this balanced life of a little bit of everything, I feel yeah. like that's fine, but you're always going to be hovering in this realm of kind of mediocrity. Like you're never really going to yeah. excel to a crazy level. And for most people, I guess that's fine. But for me, I'm like, mm-hmm. no, I want to actually shoot for the stars. Like I want to. Yeah. So what about you? Do you do you, what are your thoughts about singularity versus because I know you have a lot of your feet in a lot of different hands. Yeah, and a lot of I'm with jars. you on that. I'm with you on that. I'm a little jealous of you that you're you're kind of a, a step or two ahead of me where I still have not reconciled that with my my own podcast and in even my own podcast have two separate um, identities where my weekly reflection episode and also have it for me to have guests on. But that also kind of parlays into a YouTube channel where I do youtube channel or like just like one minute sketches or like just an actual topical essay a video essay on certain topics um and that that also parlays into writing and just creative writing short stories um and also just reflective stuff fictional stuff which gets into reading and watching movies as i said gets into like do i want to take another acting class at the acting school i went to um, that's going to take up some time and open and mics and doing stand up. Then, then into back into original square one is stand up slash open mics. And what about that? Then it's like, then I also have my day job and there's some variabilities there too. So it's like, you know, like, uh, and then I still want to budget some time for me to take care of my parents as they age. Um, so yeah, so and then not to mention the hobbies. I'm, not, I'm talking about stuff that is going out, you know. I'm not even talking about, like, hobbies I want to take up. Um, so it's like, yeah, I'm with you on that. I'm just a couple steps behind you where I just haven't even begun to soul search. Maybe now is the time of the year, you know, to do that. And to really just, like, I would love to just 
go to two open mics every evening every for like you know six out of seven days a week and uh and do that for like the whole year you know just grinding mics dumb jokes no pads of of just jokes after jokes and just one-liners and whatever it is make friends from there and maybe even shut down my my podcast of like reflections maybe but everything else no guests no nothing shut down the salty studio um so on and so forth um and just focus on going to open mics and getting five minutes here or five minutes there wherever it is be and just throw myself into that and I'm a little scared. I'm a little scared to put all my bas- eggs in one basket, my balls into one basket, so yeah. to say. And uh, and to really like, you know, like it's one thing to be really dedicated to a hobby. It's another thing like, no, I got to make a fucking living out of this thing. This is my retirement job, you know? Right. Like I was, I'm starting, I'm going to be starting this seriously at 42. I want to be making a living when I'm 52, you know? Right. <laughs> I'm like an old man by then, you know? So yeah, I'm just like living. I mean, it's funny you really, said that I'm a little bit further down the road than you on terms of figuring mm-hmm. out the singularity, but also like I am a couple of years older than you. So yeah. it's kind of like, yeah. yeah. So for me, it's like 50 is around the corner. I mean, not that far, mm-hmm. I'm like five, less than five years off. And it's like, mm-hmm. I just want to be there by 50, you know, like mm-hmm. I just want to have income coming in. Don't have to mm-hmm. be rich. Don't have to be famous completely, but I just... You know what I mean? Like right now, I think you and I are in a mode of life where we're hustling still, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and um, our mutual friend, uh, Jr. like, mm-hmm. you know, he um, he doesn't have to worry about yeah. finances and he's, stuff. So, yeah, like, he's a little set. Yeah. yeah. So like. But that's kind of where I want to be in a few years, too. Like, I, mm-hmm. it's not that I don't want to keep hustling. Like, it's just in me. I'm like Gary Vee that way. Like, I just, mm-hmm. you know, would I rather go to a party and make small talk with people? Eh. I could go once, and then after that, I'm like, okay, I don't need to do that again for another six weeks or three or four <laughs> weeks, you know. But, you know, when Gary Vee talks about sacrificing and, like, doing the work and staying in on weekends to hustle and work hard, I'm like, I'm all for that. Like, I do seven days mm-hmm. a week like working on stuff as long as it's something that I'm passionate about. Mm. There's like last year I'm on this client project for the last couple of years and it's, uh, I'll see if it happens again this February. But mm. if they call me up again, it's like four five, six weeks straight client work on nonstop, wake up, work, go to bed, work weekends, mm. work. Like I, I had one day off in February for like, you know, I think to watch the Super Bowl. I think that's what it was last year. So it's like, but that burns me out to do mm-hmm. client work like nonstop. Like I'll make oh, yeah. I'll make more money, but it's like, but when it comes to working on my own things, like I don't get burned out with that. Yeah. Especially if I see progress and growth. And dude, if I'm if I'm doing edible shorts and all of a sudden I have like two thousand subscribers by next month, I'm like, oh cool. I'm like I'm on the right path here. Let me keep going it just further fuels my fire and I get more and more into mm-hmm. it. So that's kind of what I'm going for is like, I want to, mm-hmm. you know, just point myself. I'm kind of like the energizer bunny, you know, like it's just, I'll keep going and going and going. I just, it's just a matter of what direction I'm going to be pointed at. If I yeah. can get pointed in the right direction and just mm-hmm. pour myself into that, 
and and mm-hmm. fend off all the other side projects and all my other ideas taking me in other directions. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens. But I, I think yeah. that is whatever a little bit of optimism I have in life, like I think that is my my little bit of optimism entering into twenty twenty. And I think I think the the beauty of as crazy as social media is, the beauty of it is it's like it's like if it works, you'll see results early on. I think I don't think that you know anyone had nowadays, especially if you're in the content creation world, you don't have to like keep grinding at things for years on end without seeing anything. No, it's like yeah, you should be able to know if you're good at something early on. Like I mean, it, it doesn't even have to be like that. Like like I'm af- completely afraid legitimately rightfully so to like get into acting because like there's no way that that you know i can find out if i'm set for this and almost it's almost like even the best looking the john hams of the world like they're just like it was good, like an act of god you know for, even for someone good looking like that talented like that so it's a completely doggy dog world comedy is a little bit better than that you know it's a little bit larger than that the market's bigger than that of course and the podcasting is like even even a bit larger than that, so it's like, um, I think we're as guys in our in our life stage, um, yeah, we have to be definitely on our A game, like, but it's also like we could be still be objective about our path to success, a path to happiness, a happy uh, work life, because. It shouldn't take that long, like, and that's one thing that, borrowing back from my Tim Ferriss days, you know, he had this concept of like just, um, uh, well, before he would get to fail fast, the, the, the term fail fast, you know, pretty much, yeah, it wasn't even a level of failing fast because he would, for people, his advice to for people to getting into products and like any kind of product is like. Look up just Google searches for that, you know, and and see where that trend is, you know, and find little arbitrages, geo-arbitrages, little hybrids, little repurposing, little market remarketing, which is why I always, for some reason, I'm connecting this to you. I always bring you to the fact that you don't really want anything to do with your Indian heritage, you know? Like me, I I really don't want to do anything with my Korean heritage, too. We're both like, you're the worst Indian ever. I'm just an asshole. Um, But yeah, it is kind of like, you know, interesting to think about, not you, because this isn't you, but for someone like us to be like, yeah, we're the, you know, worst Asian ever, and we're just the Asian asshole, you know? And that's a whole marketing branding thing, which kind of makes sense because now the world is very global and there are a lot of people in Asia who follow American content creators. So it is kind of interesting to for someone like us to be in that space. But then again, that's not you. That's not me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think, was there a thing that you mentioned earlier that you wanted to bring up? I forget Let's talk about White Lotus. Okay. White Lotus. All right. So (laughs) non-spoiler observations because you finished season one. Yeah. 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 So, so the thing with, I'm I'm in the middle of season two. So a little backstory about this is you're the one 
who turned uh-huh. me on to White Lotus. So you were like, hey. This is going to be a nice palate cleanser. Yeah. yeah. So you were, you were like, check out this show, White Lotus. Um, Honestly, the only reason why I want to, why I'm so happy that I got you into it um, and just to kind of set it up is that, and you're like a little bit like this too, um, maybe maybe not as bad as me. I really don't keep up with current TV. Right. Uh, that's why this is, this is a, stuff. A, an anomaly that you would introduce me to a show. That's that's what's so bizarre. Yeah, exactly. I watch old stuff all the time. Over, I watch The Wire, mm-hmm. Sopranos, Mad Men, uh, and a couple of other obscure shows. Um, Seinfeld, Seinfeld, definitely. Yeah. I would watch that. Oh, uh, The Office. I used to, not anymore. Um, like, so I don't really keep like I I couldn't watch Breaking Bad. Never really got into Breaking Bad. Um, and anything current, anything that's on now. But the only thing, the only anomaly, the no, the only aberration is the White Lotus. I I started, I watched it last season, the first season when it came on. I was hyped about it. I was like, what in the world is this show? And it seemed like everyone else, that was a consensus. People were just blown away by this little mini series. I think the first ep- first season was only six episodes. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Something not like enough. And but you know, the best thing is it's like always leave you wanting more. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah, and uh, but it was just no. Now let's uh, if you if you can attest to that that you know like you you may watch. I think you watch. You know, we did a little bit of Love Is Blind on on FMAO. Um, so. So you may be a little bit ahead of the curve than me compared with the things that are on streaming platforms now, you know. Um, but yeah, the White Lotus—it's not anything. It's not like anything else I've seen, you know. It's—it's it's not the, anything like that's on right now, you know, or that on the last ten years. It's just this own little thing, and it's just so magically done. I have to say, it is magic, and how they did it. I can't complain about anything about the show like mm-hmm. i can't even critique it like oh except mm-hmm. this was annoying or that was no everything even the ending like this start yeah. to finish i'm like i kept saying this is like perfection the show is just perfection yeah <laughs> perfection yeah i'm like that's as close yeah. as it gets like and, yeah. and, and the, yeah. the one thing i will say because like we're not going to get into details here and spoiling anything mm-hmm. but like mm-hmm. one thing i will say about the show is like there's so many shows like new shows all the time, new shows, whatever. And I'm like, most stuff is just garbage. And you sit there and you watch it, whether you're like a student of film like me or Ryan, or you're just like a noob like you or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, but you watch it and you have a feeling about it. Like, mm-hmm. I really like this. Or, I don't know, I don't know, it's not doing anything for me. I don't know why, I don't like it, I don't like it. You know? So whether you can articulate why or not, there's a visceral feeling mm-hmm. Of like, eh, this is not that great. And to me, when a show gets it right, it's like you realize it's a good director, it's good writing, it's good acting, it's all. Mm-hmm. But like when all mm-hmm. of those things, you could take the same cast, because obviously these actors have been in other things and I've watched them in other things and I didn't like it as much. Mm-hmm. So it's not just about the actors, it's not just about the writing, it's not just about... But it's just like every once in a while, things just come together magically for like one show. And it's magic. And I wish there was more of it, you know, because because one yeah. one show I would compare this to and you can go watch it on your own if you want. Mm-hmm. Um, 
is I think it was called Nine Strangers. Have you heard, have you heard about the show? I've never heard of this. So it was a Hulu series mm-hmm. and it had like Melissa McCarthy and did you end up watching The Watcher? I told you about it, how I got into it. No. The Watcher was pretty good. It's the same guy who's the father in The Watcher is in this show. So, but there was like notable actors in the show and Nicole Kidman so there was like a lot of big names in the show Nine Strangers, and I just kept watching it week after week. And the thing about slow burns, because the White Lotus is kind of a slow burn, but it's like you enjoy the burn. You know, it's like you enjoy every detail, the nuance, where it's going. With Nine Strangers, it was just a slow burn, and it wasn't that good all along. And it and it just led me like it, <laughs> it didn't it, it, it didn't pay off. It wasn't bad. It just yeah. wasn't excellent. You know, not in the yeah. way that White Lotus was. And it's like, yeah. and but you realize when you watch one show, and it ended up being that I just stopped watching it after like the fifth episode. I just lost interest, even though mm-hmm. I vested five hours or whatever watching the show. I was just. Mm-hmm. I might go back now that I bring it up. I'm like, I'm just remembering the show. Maybe there's nothing else to watch after I finish watching season two. Uh, now that the World Cup's over, I'm going to start season two of The White Lotus. I'm looking forward mm-hmm. to that. But maybe after mm-hmm. that, maybe I'll go back and watch White Nine Strangers. Mm-hmm. But it, it just, to me, it just kind of makes you wonder, like, what makes a show good or not? Because every show has a director. Every show has cinematography. Every show has sound. Mm-hmm. Every show has acting. And mm-hmm. But there's a clear distinction between something that's amazing and something that's not, you know, mm-hmm. it's weird because like you could take it seems like you're taking the same cereal like Fruit Loops and you're pouring it into this bowl and you're pouring it into that bowl. But this bowl is amazing and this one tastes like shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's that's the thing that I'm realizing that whether it's TV, music, movie, uh, art, any form, any, any, any genre. It's like there's a lot of good things out there. There's a lot of cool things out there. But every once in a while, it's just there's something exceptionally good. Like you said, it's just, just, just out there, just, just stellar. Um, my day job as an accountant, I could do good work. I could do mediocre work. I could do solid work. Solid work is kind of the the qualitative um, quantifier that I want to like um, reach always as much as I can, as much as I possibly can. There's no such thing as exceptional accounting work. <laughs> right, you know, right. there's no such thing as there's there could be exceptional products and like, out there, but maybe maybe not. But it's like it's it's not the nothing to write home about. You know, that's that's life. That's just corporate stuff. You know. When it comes to our form, every once in a while, there's something that's just completely just, come on, man. <laughs> you get angry. I'm watching it. I'm like, I'm getting angry. And how <laughs> good know? it is, right? The White Lotus. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And it's and like you said, it's not like it's the acting. Actors are great. You know, writing is great. Directing is great. But as I'm watching it early on, it's just like, and that I'm having kind of uh, mixed feelings but I need to sort it out for season two. I don't want to say anything, but it's just like, 
at but there are moments where it's just like what the fuck is this you know it's just this crazy comp it's a cocktail it's a cocktail of a tv miniseries where it's just like what is this you know what did i just drink you know this is something very very different and which is like uh and and of course me being a twitter addict uh just watching all the memes they make off of it is is great but so sometimes they are, they spoil it too so i try to stay off of it if i yeah since i haven't finished season two yet but uh but yeah and uh and the only thing i'll add to that is when michael imperioli from sopranos who played christopher is in season two of white lotus so it's that's a pleasant surprise nice yeah you got it so let me throw more to you uh, you gotta watch Sopranos, and you gotta watch Rick and Morty. Uh, <laughs> the thing As is, you bury like, your face into your hands. Like Sopranos, I've never been into the the old school gangster genre. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I've seen Goodfellas; it was all right. Yeah. I've seen yeah. all of those, but I'm like, it, I'll watch it, but it just doesn't. It, do, watch, it doesn't here. like yeah, like it, like how you said two episodes. Th- there's there's no watch such thing as an exceptional accounting work, right? Yeah, yeah. the same yeah. way. That's how I feel about all these gangster movies. Okay. They can only I plateau at a certain. Okay, that was good. Yeah, but my yeah. mind is never going to be blown by a gangster movie. It, it's okay. just like it's so limited to the genre. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Or I'm like, and I know the genre. It's like watching old western movies, right? Like I liked Tombstone. Mm-hmm. I liked. The limited mm-hmm. ones that I've seen, Young Guns, mm-hmm. they were all right. Mm-hmm. Am I excited to go back and rewatch them or watch a new? I'm like, nah. You know, mm-hmm. but but I like kind of genre bending things that are like, yeah, like like the White Lotus. You know, it's a drama yeah. comedy, and it it just it taps into real life and themes that we all experience in real life, like yeah. rejection regret relationships Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. just being pissed off family pissed off at an asshole family racism like i i I have to say vacationing traveling yeah yeah, yeah. paradise for all of the woke anti-woke shit that we talk Mm -hmm. about on fmao we did and now and like even on the introversion podcast i've never seen a show like out of like hollywood that Mm -hmm. actually covered the subject of racism and woke and this and all that, mm-hmm. they actually did it well. That yeah. that alone blew my mind because I'm like, why can't yeah. anybody else cover the subject in an artistic, creative, fun, because, playful because way? Because the show was the show was uh, and 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 everything else that that does it well, especially in the last few years. Um, they realize it's just another tool it's just another uh problem and it's just another source of tension and a terrain that the characters have to go through which is real life you know like fmao may have come to an end but you and i still have to deal with the bullshit that is reality you know yeah and roll with the with the punches and so do the characters in this show called the white lotus and they they do it marvelously it's 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 real it's fantastical it's fantastic i love it so much 
Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see if I get around to watching um, Sopranos. Put aside at, Sopranos at some I'll point. Put, I'll, I'll put ahead. I'll put. I'll put aside Sopranos. I'll put ahead Rick and Morty in there. So. I don't know about that. <laughs> I'd rather go back and watch all the episodes of Futurama, which I have not yeah. seen. Futurama is, was one of those shows where, yeah, it would just be on and I would watch it. But I'm sure there's like an entire couple seasons yeah. that I haven't even seen. Yeah, and I've always liked Futurama, yeah. so I'm like, I'd rather see. This is the problem. This is why I probably yeah. Mad Men. Um. See, I can't even remember the name of it. Sopranos, uh, uh-huh. The Wire, and Rick yeah. and Morty. All those ones you like. that They're so yeah. far down on my list. The only way I'm ever going to get yeah. to them is if yeah. after I've exhausted everything else that I want to watch, yeah. Yeah. then maybe, okay, there's a little sliver uh-huh. of time. Because even yeah. right now, I would obviously I'm excited to watch season two of White Lotus. After that, maybe I'll go back and finish off Nine Strangers. Maybe it got better yeah. toward the end. I don't know. Yeah. I doubt it, but my my and to to the to the introversion listeners right now, my only pitch, elevator pitch for those shows, I'll make it quick. Uh Rick and Morty is only thirty minute episodes, so without the commercial breaks, you can find it. See, our our, our mutual anyway. friend, the uh-huh. uh brown guy, uh-huh. he Got on me. Brown guy. <laughs> he got on me about, you know who I'm talking about, right? Our old school brown yeah, guy, not, not our new brown friend mutually, but the old. Of school. course. So I know who um, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he, the same way you're talking about Rick and Morty, it's only half an hour. It's a cartoon show. Get into it. Like he got on me about getting into. Oh damn it! I'm, Bojack I'm parodying him. Bojack Horseman. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And okay, he insisted it is the most genius show ever made. Blah 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 blah. And I've seen, I, and I've I seen started like to watch thir- it because of that. I, yeah. And I was like, I watched a couple episodes. I'm like, see, that's the thing. It's like, it's okay. Like, see, Bojack Horseman is like the extreme version of him. Rick and Morty and the Sopranos and The Wire and The Man Men, these are all extreme versions of me. That's, that's Futurama is extreme, ver- and The Simpsons is the extreme version of you. The Seinfeld is the extreme version of you. You know? I, I like, I love Seinfeld, but I'm not crazy about it. I mean, it's great. I understand how important it is now, but I haven't seen Futurama that much. Like you know? Seinfeld isn't Seinfeld so isn't going to be mind blowing though. It's like Seinfeld yeah. is like my staple. Yeah. It's like my cereal. Yeah. Literally, yeah. he's always eating cereal in the show. It's like I grew up yeah. my whole life yeah. eating cereal. Yeah. Oh, the the I, at Northwestern, the food sucked on campus with our meal plan, <laughs> but I could always go get cereal. You know, mm-hmm. it's like you can't fuck up cereal. Yeah. 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 For me, it's like Rick and Morty is is uh, a recurring thing. Is It breaks the fourth wall and it's meta. It keeps referring to itself. So it refers to, it actually throws in a little joke about, you know, Simpsons or whatever and South Park here and there. And it breaks the fourth wall. You know, the characters understand it's in a cartoon, you know. Which is hilarious. I love that. Um, and uh, all right, uh, I'll give you the same shot I gave BoJack Horseman. I'll at least watch a couple episodes of Rick and Morty. Yeah. So I'll give you that. Yeah. That's. I think that's kind of like the rule of thumb. Is like two episodes. Two episodes yeah. for anything. Yeah. If you don't like it after two episodes, yeah. 
let it go. Yeah, and it's like, dude, yeah. like Bojack Horseman. It's not yeah. like I disliked it. I didn't. Hate it. it was kind of funny. Yeah, it was I, all right. It's crazy. It, it's, just, it's crazy. I saw. Yeah, I saw three three seasons of Bojack, and I just kind of fell off the wagon. Yeah, I, I didn't finish it. You yeah. know, a show has to kind of suck me in and keep me engaged. Yeah, and I have to care yeah. about the characters, and I have to like. Yeah, I Rick and Morty season six just ended, and I just can't get over it. It's it's great. Mm. It's yeah, it's it blows me away. Like, yeah. but it's it's in own. And actually, I, I mean, I you're not the only parallels. one. I do know other people who love Rick and Morty. Yeah. I hear about it all the time. So. Which, which in a, yeah, which in its own way, it it kind of parallels. So I like Rick and Morty and the White Lotus and uh, Sopranos. I'll put those three in the same bucket because you have they're definitely in their own world. And they're they're definitely um, Rick and Morty animation cartoon comedy jokes whatever blah blah blah, but it's like it's just enti- enticing storytelling. It's just it's it's like yeah, I think I know a little bit about the person, the people who are writing and running the show, and it's just it just makes me feel warm and good because it's like oh, there's that kind of chaotic trouble people out there doing amazing work exceptional work and all is good in the world that's how i feel all right you sold you sold it on you sold me on it yeah. i'll give it Yay. i'll give it the the standard two episode well I'll re- standard two episode i'll report back to that's you all it is. i'll report back to you on that yeah all right so white lotus all that i will i will promise i promise to watch uh nick and jordy or whatever it is <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'll get I'll get back to you on that. But before we kind of wrap up here, like one thing I, I will say is, uh, yeah. um, when I mentioned earlier about us, like we're twenty years from now, we're like sixty years old, like because mm-hmm. it, it's funny because we picked up like three new subscribers on FMAO in this past yeah. month or so, even though we haven't posted without it. lifting a finger. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it it kind of made me laugh when I saw that, but then I was kind of like. I kind of wonder at what rate people will unsubscribe and disappear. Cause I, I thought it would be kind of funny if we, mm-hmm. you know, we maintain our little subscriber base there and then mm-hmm. we don't do anything with it for 20 years. And then 20 years from now we bring it back we mm-hmm. we have all the time in the world we want. We're financially well mm-hmm. off and we just complain about this broken world that we're living in, in the year 2046 or something. See, and, see, now I could I could get behind that even now better, and then of course it'll only get better at that stage of our lives because then it's like okay, all we do is we're just gonna complain. Yeah, we're just grumpy old bitter men. It's a comp- it's a it's a gripe channel. Yes, it's all about gripe. And it would yep. be hilarious if that blows up. Yeah, and yeah. we have nine million subscribers yeah. in the year twenty forty six, and and it's like what we've created yeah. now this yeah. year. Yeah. is essentially like a time capsule, uh-huh. you know, <laughs> where you stick all the stuff in it, you bury it in the ground. and then That's you... really good. I was just thinking about that. I was like, yeah, yeah so like, yeah. let's look at it like that, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like these, then it's like back in the future, we'll be complaining about, man, these clones are ruining everything, you know? These yeah. clones with their drones. It, it, at that point, it'll everything. it'll be Team Orange yeah. versus Team Green instead of Team Red versus yeah. Team Blue or some shit. You know? it's yeah. Like, it's like, 
we have to, you know, the U.S. will be divided into like seven different parts. And yeah. Oh, I'm sure everything <laughs> will have fallen apart by then. Like yeah. the world will be yeah. fucked. It'll look nothing like it is yeah. right now. Like America might be like a third world, like idiocracy, yeah. like idiocracy, dude. Yeah. You probably still haven't seen yeah. it. If I'm going to watch Rick and Morty, you need to sit down and watch it. There you go. I was just going to ask you, like, return the favor. Yeah. So there it is. Idiocracy. Idiocracy. You have to watch it. I can't believe I let you go through all this FMAO time without <laughs> without watching Idiocracy. That's like mm-hmm. that's like number one thing you must watch. Because mm-hmm. it's like we're heading there into an mm-hmm. idiotic future. But speaking of the future, and perhaps we'll wrap mm-hmm. with this. So we're yes. on the cusp of a new year here now, and I don't know if you've mm-hmm. thought about New Year's resolutions or whatever, but mm-hmm. I kind of have a vision for myself for my 2023. But what about you? Like, what are your thoughts entering the new year? I haven't really thought much about it. Um, I think uh, I think this year has been great because it's it was a year. I think just in conjunction with everything that's gone on in the world with. Uh, Things closing, people moving away from the city here, so losing losing pretty much all of my social life and kind of rebuilding it now, and also kind of just like but but even before that happened, I was just trying to stuck in a rut, both you know, you know, like in just terms of what I want to do, how I want to be, kind of what I covered earlier in terms of singularity. Uh, yeah, I think this year has been great because it's. It's just getting out of my comfort zone, trying different things, trying FMAO, trying acting, and, you know, just being comfortable while being also uncomfortable about things and and continuing to push that envelope for myself into the new year where it's like, okay, I'm at a stage where I can kind of boil things down and it's going to be about execution. It's going to be about action. It's going to be about putting things out there um whether it's work whether it's creative stuff um uh, whether it's comedy um it's just like go 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 i can't stay home and wallow i can't stay in my office and just waste time it's like there's there's not much time left and i've noticed that uh it's already helping me to think that way when even in just the little things you know there's there's actual thing called you know, decision fatigue, where you just make too many decisions in a day, and just like you know, yeah. from what to wear to what to eat to where to go, what to do. Do I go to the gym today? Do I go to the gym tomorrow? Just trying to minimize it's, it's, those. It's one those of the fronts. reasons that I heard of that. You know, the yeah. Michael Kors, the fashion designer. Yeah, like about him. I I remember him like when he was on Project One Way back in the day, and like mm-hmm. either he said it or somebody said it about him. But it was like I always kind of wondered, and then they explained it. He always just wore a black shirt and the same dark jeans like every day. And I'm like, mm-hmm. you're a fashion designer. You should be showcasing yep. fashion and every. Yeah. And then I learned about the decision fatigue thing. And he's like, oh, yeah, you mm-hmm. just if you know exactly what you're going to wear, that's just one less thing for you to worry about in the morning as you're planning out your day, what mm-hmm. you're really going to do. Because all mm-hmm. of these little decisions add up and literally what yeah. what shirt you're going to wear and socks and. And I was yeah. like, hmm, yeah, that was the first time I ever thought about that. But yeah, I'm, like, I'm getting there. I, I'm getting there. I'm, um, I might be on that track myself. And and uh, yeah, for me, it's like, 
uh, I, I, and I came and I shared this on, on my own podcast where it's like, you know, like a little voice you have of telling like, you should do this. You should do that. Listen more to that. Try to try to not hesitate. You know, like I should get up and walk around. Okay. I'll get up and walk around. I should go to the bathroom right now as opposed to later. Or I should go to the bathroom right now. You know, it's like trying to give like less uh, bullshit excuses against that voice and just submit into that voice mm. and just like as long as you trust as long just, as you trust that voice as long as it's yeah that voice that voice is more so than not right and also even if it is wrong like you'll figure it out afterwards you know because it's just like little micro decisions throughout the day and that voice is usually is almost always about action you should do this you should it's as opposed to inaction or non-action right. you know you should sit down and look at your emails that's usually not a, i never hear that it's just like i'm just lazy i'm just like procrastinating and just like right. i sit down and boom two two hours goes by because i was on my phone looking at tiktok videos or whatever right. but uh but but it's it's like okay that kind of like having that uh that plane that level and just that vector and spreading it throughout my life of like okay Maybe my life uh, in 2023, and I'll definitely give strong uh, thought about this, is like, it's just going to be two things. It's my day job and what I'm going to do in my night, my nights and evenings. And that's just comedy. That's it. That's it. That's all I'm doing. You know, that's maybe that's that one, two punch right there, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and to enjoy that, enjoy that insatiably, enjoy the, the fuck out of my life that is and just keep on going and don't stop you know just because naturally what i am is i am a thinker i am uh kind of just overthinker a lot of us are but uh but it gets to a point where i get depressive i stay home i don't do anything and it's just that's not really healthy for me i I need to be constantly moving around doing stuff meeting people talking to people and, and and trying out jokes and trying to make people laugh and things like that. So, so yeah. Even though part of me wants to be like a stoic writer and philosopher, <laughs> but in other ways, it's like, yeah, I don't think I should do that. I should I should be light and funny and and just be a, a lovable asshole. Mm-hmm. So I think that's really what my radar is for 2023. How about you, man? Well. Before I get into my side, there's a couple of things that you said there that kind of resonated with me a little bit. One is, well, mm-hmm. the first thing is when you were talking about that voice telling you you should do something. Like, I've actually been thinking about something similar as I enter into the new mm-hmm. year. And I was the way I was mm-hmm. phrasing it in my mind was like, I need to start disregarding my feelings, mm-hmm. which is kind of the other side of the coin of what you're saying. Because like... Sure. When the sure. feeling is like, eh, I just want to eat candy and sit and watch this show and sit on the couch, like, mm-hmm. or I don't, it's cold outside. I don't feel like going to the gym. Like, just mm-hmm. all of these feelings that mm-hmm. keep me comfy and in warmth and easy, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. I want to start just be like, fuck you, and just do it anyways. Like, whether I feel mm-hmm. like doing something or not, just do it. You know, mm-hmm. so, you know, what I'm saying like it's kind of similar to what you're saying, but it's like the other side of the coin mm-hmm. where you're saying listening to the voice that's saying like, go do that thing or do mm-hmm. that, do that. 
my problem is more like the laziness of just like eh, I just feel like eh, you know I'm just mm-hmm. gonna eat these you know peanut butter cups. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna eh, I'll break my fast. I'll just snack a little bit now. I'm like eh. mm-hmm. I want to kill that in 2023. Mm-hmm. Like I want to be so stoic and hardcore in a way where I'm like, I'm just doing so many of the right things mm-hmm. regardless of how I feel, which is kind of the antithesis of how our society works these days. Everything is like, Oh, I feel like a woman today. Oh, I feel like a man. Actually I'm non-binary. Like I'm like people just feel and, mm-hmm. and society encourages people. Oh, how are you feeling? Oh, that's great. Mm-hmm. You know, just, Oh, how are you feeling today? Like, you know, and just emotions and feelings, but emotions and feelings come and go. And if you're ruled by your feelings and your emotions, like you're kind of a slave to them. And it's kind of like, you're like a rudderless ship, you know, because you're tossed to and fro in the ocean by every feeling that takes you this way or that way, you know? Mm -hmm. And I really want to be conscious about that as I enter into this new year. And I really, because I think I'll start to see results in a way I never have before. Because I always, um, I'm like most people. Most people are not that stoic. They're not that hardcore. Most people, like, you feel like a snack, you eat a snack. You feel like sleeping in, you sleep in. But I kind of want to challenge myself and push myself harder in yeah. that way. Just kind of operating more logically. Like, just, no, I know what mm-hmm. I should do. Do that thing. Even though I don't feel like doing it at all. Mm-hmm. So it's funny that you brought that stuff up about that. Because that's sort of my yeah. take on that. <clears throat> what's helped me was is uh um i i have had we both used the word stoic in different ways today just now um i i have a <laughs> and i told you about this before i have a a a, a pagan devotional <laughs> a non-religious devotional it's basically a book by Ryan Holiday. He edited it, and it's just stoic, stoic daily, daily stoicism. I think that's the title of the mm-hmm. book. But basically, it's just one page a day, and it's uh, just kind of stoic thoughts for you for you to read. Um, flip side to that, uh, another Ryan Holiday's mentor and boss, another great writer that I admire, Robert Greene, who wrote Forty Eight Laws of Power. He has another. He has a book called daily laws so it's a combination of power seduction you know human nature war so but it's kind of magical too in its own right because like the other day it was like break up banality stop being so predictable you know do something different you know so in some ways it's contradictory advice but other ways it's kind of nice to see something hear something read something unexpected so i have that on my kitchen counter along with the journal that those two things are always there and the journal i just write very simply very shortly in a few words what i want to get if i get this minimal amount of thing done i'll be happy so what is that you know so sometimes it's client work sometimes it's like gym sometimes it's just like no just take it easy today you don't have much going on you might have probably have a lot going on as the year end and it's busy season for me. So yeah, so for now, take it easy. It's okay. You're fine. So having that as kind of a, a roadmap for my day 
both the writing, reading the books, and and remembering what I wrote down and seeing that when I get home, I'm just like, oh, that it, it is kind of kind of a, a a way of keeping myself accountable, but also keeping myself, you know, encouraging myself to just keep going, you know. Today was a sunk cost. I didn't get to finish what I wanted to do. I didn't get close to it. I was laughably lazy, but who cares? Just get a good night's rest and go back at it tomorrow. That's all it is. Yeah. 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 Even as we're talking about this stuff, I was just thinking like, I think this may be sort of the direction I take the introversion podcast in 2023, Mm -hmm. which is really more... Mm -hmm. I don't want to say like self-help and self-improvement, but before I met you, what introversion used to be in the early 2000s was I just posted a little little video animated entry on Flash Mm -hmm. of my day. Mm -hmm. And it could be Mm -hmm. as simple as like I had this ice cream cone that was amazing or like, so it was kind of like Instagram before Instagram, like stories kind of thing. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. you do an Instagram story or Facebook story. Very light stuff. Yeah, just kind of, well, no, I would go deep. But the point is, uh-huh. like, it wouldn't be like an, a two-hour podcast episode. It would, <laughs> it would be like a, an insight or a thought or a scripture verse back then when I was Christian or whatever. Uh-huh. And, but it was like I was documenting my life day by day mm. in a visual way, and nobody mm. was really doing that no, at the that's time. What it, that's, why, it was before. that's why it was special. Mm. And I realize now, I think with the Introversion podcast... I don't really have any ambition for this to be like millions of followers. I know that won't happen with introversion. It's just, it's not what it's going to be. I I understand that. So, but I think what it can be though, and people out there, the few people out there in the world can still appreciate it, but it can literally go back to the roots where I'm like, I'm just documenting my process. I'm just documenting my life, my thoughts. I don't even have to be like, Hey, everybody out there. Like, I don't, I might not even keep talking in that way. In the podcast, like addressing my audience, I think it might be a little bit more like Star Trek Generations, where I'm just like Captain's Log, Captain's thirty-seven point two, and I just start talking. I think I'm going to kind of take it in that direction, and I'm going to just—I mean, not with the guest episodes. Like maybe I'll do guest interviews, and then on the solos, we'll just be like, Hmm. you know, I really was cranking on this, and I really like it, and go check it out on Edible Shorts, you know, and like. Mm-hmm. Just shorter and just kind of like, you know, I've been struggling with the like alone time versus figuring out amount of people that I want to be around and like figuring out these balances because these are whether people think about it or not. Like these are the things that everybody does, you know, a lot of people just do it unconsciously. But like when you're talking about finding motivation or like having some structure, like the books you read. Mm-hmm. or the journaling and i think that might be kind of where i take this introversion brand in 2023 kind of just more like less about society i'm done talking about fauci and all that shit like it's just mm-hmm. i understand that's all going to shit that's all falling apart they're going to bring another pandemic mm-hmm. back in a couple of years 2024 yeah. it's going to be eight it's going to be a digital currency gonna, tied yeah. to a social credit system exactly we're all going to be communists we're all going to be china china yeah. Well, yeah, we're yeah. forget about freedom of speech, forget about original thought, yeah. whatever. Like you have to yeah. toe the line and just do you know what's socially acceptable. And unfortunately, it's all groovy and dandy, but the, but really, like, what are you? How are you growing? How are you? How are you progressing as a man? What's yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's yeah. it. Like I yeah. think I I, yeah. I 
Oh, just between you and you and me, I might talk about it offline. But I actually finally did come up with a name for my MGTOW brand because I. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, with everything else I'm saying now, I don't even know if I'm going to pursue it, right? Because I'm trying to get a singular That's focus it. on one thing. But I almost started singing the White Lotus theme song. Me too. I was listening to the soundtrack right after that. I was like, I love it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I think it's, I think it's still part of my wake up playlist. Yeah, because like, but a couple of months ago, I started to get into MGTOW themes kind of when we ended yeah. FMAO and then I just had introversion. Mm. I ended up doing a few episodes that were very MGTOW ish here. Mm. But again, like when then when I meet the, my, the dentist people and I'm like, I don't want to be talking to them about MGTOW and, you know, Man. so. But I, I, I'll tell you later offline, but I think I came up with a name for it. And maybe mm-hmm. a little bit down the road, I'll kind of do that. Mm-hmm. But I think for introversion. The brown pill. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be bad if it didn't sound like a suppository, though. Exactly. You, you know, what happens when you shove a red pill up your. Uh, you get the brown pill. Up an up a Indian man's ass. <laughs> up anybody's ass. <laughs> Yeah, up a Korean's man's ass. It's still a brown pill. Um, But yeah, so uh, I'm optimistic. There's a lot of Mm. balls I'm juggling, you know, like a lot of variables in play. But I'm like, okay, it's just about me figuring out the right balance and having one thing that trumps all the other things, you know, like one or two focus, you know, foci. And that's the thing I feel... Like the short time I, the few instances that I've done open mics and it just goes with the the beginner acting class I did. And back in the day when blogging was big and people were blogging about stuff, um, like you still have to live an interesting life. You can't live a boring life and make interesting work, interesting art. You have to still like go out there yeah. and experience things like and which for me it's like I've been just kind of comfortable here in New York. I have to travel more. I literally have to get out of my physical comfort zone. Um, that trip to Japan four years four years ago, Jesus, now five years ago, uh, just completely shook me hard. It shouldn't be good. So like uh yeah, it's like it's we're talking about very important things and like you talking about your MGTOW brand, which is good. That's important for you. That's important who you are as a man. And, and that, that variety has a spillover effect to everything else you do as much as we want to be singular and focused, but you know, variety is a spice of life, as I say. Mm -hmm. So we still need to budget and forecast um, areas where, you know, we need to constantly grow and constantly uh, absorb and have input so that there's good output, you know. So as much as we want to be productive and, and be focused, but we also have to have time to to grow and reflect and do crazy things just for shits and giggles. Yeah. I think I'm, I've just been frustrated and jealous, to be honest, just jealous of like, I look mm-hmm. at like Better Bachelor, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I could have I could have been better bachelor. I could have done that. Yeah. If I did nothing else other than that, 
I would be have a million followers like him and, and have mm-hmm. a locals following and all that. Like I build a community. Mm-hmm. I, I would. Mm-hmm. I don't have doubt in my mind. It's just mm-hmm. I've gotten bored with watching his videos because it's yes. just the same thing a million times. Yes. I got my fill for a year and yeah. then I'm like, ugh. He's a pastor. He's a pastor. Yeah, given the same his, sermon over the same and over old again. sermon yeah. every Sunday. Yep. And I'm like, yeah. look, I, I like the guy. I respect the guy. Good content, whatever. But I'm like, I had my fill. So if I'm bored with watching that content, mm-hmm. how bored would I be creating that content? Even yep. just saying the same thing over and over. And I'm like, mm-hmm. so I know in a way that's my downfall, if you want to call it a downfall. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, I couldn't just do this. Even with edible shorts, there's variety built into edible shorts. Like mm-hmm. I can still do a lot within edible shorts to keep it interesting. Forget about the audience. To keep it interesting for me, you know? Because like, I mean, that happened with you and me, like FMAO. It's like you were, you just kind of lost interest. It's, it's which, which like, reminds me of the Korean way of doing K-drama is very unique compared to american tv series it, because it they don't have seasons like every korean drama has like two three episode budget and they, they shut it down they cancel it if no one's watching it they don't have the ratings but the good ones that survive that hear hear about they'll do 20 30 episodes maybe 30 episodes and it comes to an end there's no seasons it just goes for a year and that's it like wait, one there year have max. to be like there, well, one Korean ex girlfriend I had. She gave me VHS tapes mm. from like a mm-hmm. a K drama series. I don't know yeah. why she did, but I don't think I ever yeah. got around There's to watching it. There's very few series but there was that like goes season to season. Tapes. Over, multiple tapes, but it's just one long season. Mm. And there's some. So few, there's not like the idea of a cliffhanger and like. Yeah, it doesn't drag on, like. So, like, you think about, yeah, Sopranos is, like, what, seven seasons? It's long. It's a lot. It's 13 episodes, mm-hmm. 15 episodes each season. And you think about sitcoms, Seinfeld had, what, 100-something episodes, 180 episodes? So freaking long, you know? But but I there's some kind of ingenious, genius to the Korean way of making TV series. It's just like, if it works, it works. Keep doing it until it ends, and there's finality, and then they never redo it. They don't make a movie out of it like Breaking Bad did. You know, it doesn't, like, actors move on. The cast, crew, they move on to other things. You know, that's that's the system they work in, which is kind of kind of cool because there's finality. You know, if it works, it works. Mm-hmm. Have a great run, and then make, make sure you come to a strong end, you know, and then move on to the next. Fucking brilliant. Fucking brilliant. Yeah. The Squid Game's different because Squid Game is on Netflix and the Western thing built by made by korean people but it's not in the same it's not uh, the natural way for koreans to do that yeah that's what you're saying that's not how koreans make tv Mm. yeah yeah so everyone's hyped up about squid game season two yeah when is that coming out do you know uh i guess they're making it right now they should be hopefully we'll see you know the thing i'm more eager to is like when i'm waiting for the alice in borderland season two that was the japanese show that came out around the same time as squid game Mm -hmm. I think mm-hmm. I might have liked Alice in Borderland even better than Squid Games. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, they still haven't come out with season two of that on Netflix. I'm waiting for it. It's, so yeah, it's the Netflixification of Asian TV. I don't know if the Japanese do it similarly, 
but uh but yeah it is kind of exciting but i still kind of admire the old school way of of like my people and how they make tv it's like bam it's a great great korean drama everyone watched it but there's only 30 episodes that's it yeah well i think we've covered about everything we're gonna say today so yeah brother since i I am identifying as a brosexual today so my brother Mm -hmm. it has been great Mm -hmm. it has been a pleasure Mm -hmm. doing fmao with you for as long as we did and um Mm -hmm. Putting it to rest for the, the time spirit, being. The uh, spirit of for mature audiences only. It lives on. It lives on. Yes. It lives on in each TV of us. be adult in the room. Yes. Potentially to be reunited in 20 years' time where we, yeah. we are nothing but cranky old men. You cranky old men in a post-nuclear apocalyptic yes, world. exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Yep. We'll be complaining about all the bitch-ass zombies just... Just mm-hmm. throwing a wrench in our weekend plans. I'll be, I'll be complaining about the 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 humanoid sugar baby that I'm dating. <laughs> <laughs> right, dude. My my droid, my sex bot just malfunctioned again, and uh, my fleshlight. I got to take it back into out the, on me again yeah. last night. You know, got to take it back into the shop, <laughs> dude. It's there's there's always going to be things to complain about, though. You know, yeah, yeah. It, it it's just. We'll see where we're at in 20 years, you know? Like, we'll, we'll see. Uh, I hopefully our complaints are minor grievances at that point and not mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. not like major shit, you know? Yeah. But we'll see. It's going to be. Time will tell. Yeah. Time will tell. Time will tell. All right. Yep. That's a wrap. This has been enlightening for you. Hey, glad you're here. If you've enjoyed any aspect of today's episode, I ask that you click like on this video. And if you'd like to see more in the future, hit that big fat juicy red subscribe button and click the little bell icon next to it in order to receive a notification as soon as new episodes are posted. And if you're not actually on YouTube right now, but are watching on Spotify or listening on Apple, please leave a five-star rating. It only takes a second, and it's a free way of supporting this podcast. If you'd like to get in touch, there are plenty of ways to do so. You can post a comment on this video on YouTube. You can email me at podcast at introversion.com. Or you can connect on social media. I'm fairly active on Twitter and Instagram as I am introversion. And last, but certainly not least, be sure to check out the brand new and ever-evolving introversion.com, where in addition to the podcast episodes, I am posting all kinds of interestingness and food for thought on a nearly daily basis. So yeah, take a break from Mark Zuckerberg's watchful eye and go actually bookmark an independent website like back in the day. Before the dark times, before the empire. It's a harsh world out there. But keep calm and carry on, my friends. I will always be here at introversion.com, actively introspecting in order to live my best life and encouraging you and others to do so as well. Until next time. All done. If you survive, please come again. (laughs) 